You are listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. This talk was given at 2007 Frankfurt Avenue. For more information, visit us at circleofhope.net. Hey, I'm Johnny. I use he, him pronouns. I'm going to offer you a message that I hope encourages you, blesses you, stimulates you, gives you some, uh, something to work with. We're going to start by reading some of the Bible. Another volunteer. But Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them, Fellow Jews and all who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you. And listen to what I say. Indeed, these are not drunk, as you suppose, for it is only nine o'clock in the morning. No, this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. In the last days it will be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Even upon my slaves, both men and women, in those days I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show portents in heaven above, and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and smoky mist. The sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the Lord's great and glorious day. Then everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Thank you, Amy and Charles. Let's pray before we keep going. Lord, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. I like when Peter says, they're not drunk, it's only nine o'clock in the morning, you know? Is he saying they're gonna get drunk later? Is that what he's implying? That's what I wonder. That's his argument back. I find that a little funny from Peter. It's a little early for us. That's what he's thinking. Pentecost is one of those holidays on the Christian calendar. It should be a much bigger deal than it is. I think one of the reasons it's less popular, and I think about this a lot because I like these holidays, than like Christmas or Easter, is because we haven't commercialized Pentecost very well. There's no cultural commercialistic aspect of it in our society. Now, some of you think that's good, I think, but I lament it myself because I like seasonal festivities that help us, that extend the, uh, the uh, mood of the church into the region. Like, I, I like Easter candy and Christmas carols and things like that. You know, I want people to hold on to the, the newness of spring and Easter and the and the joy of Christmas during that holiday. Pentecost doesn't have that, you know. I like going into the hardware store and seeing the holiday displays like during Halloween and Christmas. Makes me feel good. I like that vibe. Um, I like seeing how ordinary people who aren't very religious celebrate the holidays, right? I like seeing the joy of Christmas because I know the author of joy, the hope of Easter, the hope and life of Easter as we see cherry blossoms and signs of spring, robins and their nests and so on. Because that points us to the resurrection of Jesus as the true foundation for our life and hope. Pentecost doesn't have the same cultural presence and commercialization, but because it isn't attached to any major cultural phenomenon like that, It's hard to compete with Christmas, right? 
Like if I ask my children, do you like Christmas more or do you like Pentecost more? They have their answer, right? They don't even know what's Pentecost today. So maybe that's just me being a bad parent, but I also think that it's not just about me. But when you consider what's happening in the summertime, maybe we can get into the Pentecost spirit. Summer is here, or it's coming anyway, very soon, right? How many more days of school are left? Like eight school days, six, you know. You're counting down, you know. Seven. So summer's coming. What comes to mind when summer is here? In Philadelphia, it's the shore, right? The Jersey Shore is a big part of our summer celebration. It's about um, experiencing joy outdoors and, and, and getting some relief from the heat with water play, right? When do the fireworks... Are we... Is it just me, or has there not been as many fireworks at night in North Philly? Yeah, what's up with that? We like the no fireworks? Okay, okay. It's been quiet, right? It's been quiet. Okay, okay. Well, we got, we got Juneteenth coming up. There could be fireworks then. We, yeah, it's all... Are you got your anti-fire? This is what I'm getting? Okay, 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 I don't know. I like it like Monday, it's like, you know, it's like the Memorial Day, 4th of July. I don't like when they blow up ATMs. That was happening one year. I think that's a little extra, you know, just stick to the fireworks. I like the block party with loud music, you know, that's happening. That's just way too late at night for music to be that loud, but I like that vibe, that spirit. Um, what else comes to mind, right? Top Gun just came out, so you have this, like, summer blockbuster-style movie. That's not really my genre. My friend who's in the Navy called me and said, I loved it. I cried during the movie. You wouldn't, Johnny. You wouldn't like it. So he told me it wasn't my style. But I can, I can live in that spirit. Big, action-packed movies, archetypal plots of people saving the world. Summer's about energy, right? Excitement, the height of fun. Summer's about love too, right? That connection that you have with people. There's something, uh, there's something special happening. Summer's a time for excitement, right? There's nothing like summer in the city. Someone in a rush next to someone looking pretty. For me, it's about amusement parks, roller coasters, cotton candy. I'm gonna go to an amusement park in next week or a few weeks from now. So I like that, I like that spirit. It's about baseball, having fun outside. Long evenings and then slightly cooler nights if you're lucky. Like yesterday was a pretty good night, right? It cooled down a little bit, it was a little warm, and I like that. That smell of fire, the burnt fat on the charcoal, that distinct smell. That's what you're smelling, that's what you like when the fat drips down on the coals, right? And then it comes back up, and then it covers your food a little bit. Not too much, just a little, just enough. You know, not too much carcinogenics, but just enough to make it taste good. And sometimes even like, yeah, the smell of lighter fluid too. You know, or the ice cream truck. Haven't heard the ice cream truck either that much. That jingle, that certain jingle reminds us of the summer season. It's quite a marker. But the celebration and the intensity of our summer seasons, the fireworks in the air, the parties, you know what that is? You know what that could be? Why can't that be Pentecost? 
that energy that our society is drawing from. I want that energy from the Holy Spirit. I want to feel it. Pentecost lasts all summer, right? That whole, the Holy Spirit is present and we can live into the, into the work of the moment. The warm evenings, the long days, the sound of fireworks, the ice cream trucks, the blockbuster movies, those are all, that's, that could all be Holy Spirit energy. So I want to seize the spirit of the summer and make it the Holy Spirit. I guess that's the way I'm imparting the Holy Spirit to you. When we're reading this passage here, we're seeing it happen. The Jews are gathered in Jerusalem. They're coming from like all over the region here to Jerusalem for worship. And the Jewish people have experienced what we call a diaspora. Diaspora means they're spread out all over the place because they were under captivity, they were taken over by one nation or another, whether it was the Assyrians or the Babylonians or the Romans or the Persians, they're all over the place, they speak different languages, they can't communicate with each other. Spread out far from their home, they've assimilated to other cultures and they've been away for so long, they really don't even recognize each other. And so they get together, they can't understand one another, they speak a different language. But through their difference comes community. They learn to listen to one another. They learn to uh, listen to the, the same language. They move in the same direction. They listen to each other in the diversity. There's no supreme language here. There's no right language. They're learning from each other. They're listening to each other in how they speak. They work together. And then the wind comes through and it came with fire and the pieces of fire fell on each of their heads and then something amazing happened. They, they spoke one another's languages. They overcome their burdens of distance and diversity. The Holy Spirit overcomes barriers that commonly separate us. What are the barriers in our society that separate us right now? Name them out loud. Just, you'll have to shout them out loud. They'll be able, the room mic will catch it well enough for this activity. What are the barriers in our society that separate us? Racism. What else? Heterosexism, homophobia. What else? Individualism. More. Militarism. Sexism. Capitalism. How about ableism? Ageism, yeah. Lots of different prejudices where we see our differences and we hate each other for them as opposed to loving each other. The diversity that we share gets united in a common cause, in a common mission, and in a common life. We overcome the individualism when we work together in our diversity, in our difference, not erasing our difference, but seeing our difference. The pain of colonial, colonialism, captivity, the division, the dismembership is healed as a new people are formed together once again. 
So they start healing with some old wounds and the spirit connects them again. They're elated, they celebrate. People think they're wasted. People think they've had too much wine. They're excited, something new is happening. The community is forming again. And summer really is like that, isn't it? We've suffered our own diaspora of sorts, but we keep trying to come together during this pandemic, figuring out how to do it safely. We've spoken our own languages, and now we come together to try to do something in common. It's hard to pull us back together. It takes a lot of effort to pull us back. We've had a diaspora as a community, and we're trying to come together. It's difficult, and it takes a lot of, the Holy Spirit really needs to work. It can be a summer of celebration for us coming together. This is why Bethany and some others are organizing meals that we can partake in after the Sunday meeting to keep us connected, to keep us warm and and a part of one another. Let's let the familiar sounds of summer remind us that we can be a reconnected community. The beauty of the story is this. This is the beauty of the story of Christianity too. God comes to earth in the form of a human. God comes to earth. He does not send a representative. She does not send a representative. God, God's self comes to earth incarnate. Jesus Christ, he lives among us and then God dies. God sends God's self to earth and then succumbs. And for a moment, the world is without God. For a moment, the world is without God in this mysterious moment. Then Jesus resurrects. But he only stays on earth for 40 days, after which he ascends and leaving, leaves earth. God not only comes, not in the form of a messenger, but God comes and then leaves. What bonds this community together is not the return of Christ, but the presence of God within them, within their bodies. God is in you. We ingested God's body and blood, becoming more like God, more able to express the love and the grace of God. Just as God has always united his people, the wind and the fire of Pentecost to recall the pillars of fire and smoke that led the Israelites, this time not incarnate in a body, but incarnate in each of us and incarnate in us together. Their common language is intimacy. They speak a language. They speak a people. They come to love one another, the food, the faces, the plans, the practices, the songs, the poetry, the happiness, the sadness, the ambiguity, the truth. They love the place. That is the circled earth. Those people call their land, their landscapes, their home. They're back in Jerusalem together as a body. This means something. Something new is happening. The Holy Spirit is healed. The, here, the community of Jerusalem is, a radically, is radically egalitarian because the presence of God is in each of them. We overcome our differences and our prejudices when we understand that in each of us is the presence of God. And when you become more like yourself, you let out the presence of God in you. The things that keep you down and limit you and keep you from expressing your full self are limiting God within you. They're oppressing you. That's what oppression does. It keeps 
God from within you from coming out. This is why they treat each other as equals, because God dwells in each of them. This radical egalitarianism allows us to enter into fully who we are, who we are meant to be, who God has made us. This egalitarian community needs to be, must be a safe place for us to become the people we are, to share our experiences and to flourish as individuals. This has many applications as we listed before, but in the month of June, we're specifically thinking of LGBTQIA people and how they can become fully themselves among us. Our body needs to specialize in helping people become who they are, letting the Holy Spirit that is dwelling in them come out. We're committed to and learning how to do this in Circle of Hope. This is difficult. So much of Christianity is about suppressing what's inside of you. And it's it's challenging because not all of our, the, the darkness of humanity dwells in us. Not all of our passions and desires are worth coming out. We have to discern what to do. We have to transform it. Not all is okay. Not all is acceptable. When we see demonstrations of toxic masculinity expressed in shooting after shooting, that is not something, that that is not of God, it brings death. So maybe one basic way to discern this is like what brings life what brings livelihood and what brings death. Our body is specializing in that discernment and we're committed in Circle of Hope and learning how to do so specifically to give dignity and humanity to our queer siblings. Brian was saying we've come a long way in doing this. And we've done well enough that it has been safe for people among us including myself, to express our sexuality for the first time. For those of you that did it before we came to this point, bravo to you. It takes courage to be able to come out in a community where you are not certain whether you will be accepted or not. People who have declared that they're queer before we got to this point, while we were still in a homophobic denomination, while It wasn't clear where the church stood. Those who endured takes courage. But it also takes courage to leave, to dust your heels from your family and your friends who won't accept you. And if you know people that did that, that takes courage too. There's nothing wrong with that. And we repent of creating an environment where that had to happen. Those who paved the way, bravo to you, whether by staying or leaving. And now me and others join you in that proud declaration. You're loved, you're a part of this community. But it isn't just queer folks that need to become who they are. 
It's for all of us. Whether you're cis or straight, white or BIPOC, disabled or temporarily able, rich or poor, you can live fully in yourself. For some of our marginalized, we come with a vacancy, an emptiness that needs to be filled, and so we, be, we, we come less than because of how society has dehumanized us, and then we become more human when we enter into the community. We have, this is what it means that God is closer to the marginalized, because they come with a vacancy that God fills. They become more human in their liberation. If you are powerful, if you have privilege, then you have to let go of those things to allow God to enter in. That's how you become more like God. You have to divest of the things that, that the, the space that that power occupies. The challenge is for those of us who are less oppressed to realize you don't even have to suffer and you can move into yourself more fully too. The fullness of self this acceptance into community, this common purpose and mission, and the left generator doesn't help us here, but is fully expressed in the radical redistribution of the goods that they have in common. They share their possessions and give to people in need. This divine economy results from the indwelling of the spirit within us. The indwelling has material Outcomes. This is why Eugene Rogers means when he says, I propose that the spirit is a person with an affinity for material things, an affinity for the material. The spirit is uh, materialistic. The spirit characteristically befriends the body. The spirit is in us and in our actions and in our outcomes. The fruit of the spirit demonstrate, are demonstrated to the whole world. The fruit of the spirit, tangible things, expressed in our character and our community changes and grows. This radical Christian, these radical Christians during Pentecost overcome barriers that formed because of their distance, because of their prejudice, and they create a new, distributive, radical, egalitarian community, and we want to mimic them. But let me just say this, the key to all of this is not just the work that it takes to mimic, but the celebration of who we are the enthusiasm, being able to have a good time. Live into the joy of who you are. Let this be then a summer of joy, of celebration, of new beginnings. We see it around us during this time of year, a longing to celebrate. So let me tell you something. You told me not to jinx it. When you hear the neighborhood fireworks, just for a second, know that someone is expressing some joy. You can get mad and annoyed later. When you hear the ice cream truck and all the kids running to it, when you hear your children begging for ice cream, even though they just had ice cream, just live into that childlike joy, you know? Be able to, they're longing for something, they want something. And even if you think their expression of it is profane or obnoxious or inconsiderate, and it often is those things, they're reaching. They want something. Remember Pentecost. Remember the presence of the Spirit. Use the culture around us to give us meat to add meaning to this special unsung holy day. Amen. Lord, be with us. Help us to live into your spirit, your Holy Spirit. May we move and dwell with you. May we feel your dwelling in us. Amen.
Thanks for listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. If you want to talk about it or get connected to a cell, you can find one under our Connect drop-down at circleofhope.net.